Hi, Eli. Hey, thanks for having me. What's up? Of course, of course, of course. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on. I know everyone's going to be really excited to hear more of what you have to say. They loved the duet. They loved what you had to say about discipline. This is the number one secret you're not going to hear from anybody when it comes to men and if you could actually trust them. Now, again, I've been in the dating game for like a decade. I've been everything from a situationship to a multi-year long partner. And I've done a lot of therapies to understand the psyche of a man. The number one quality is, is he disciplined when it comes to pleasure? Now, we all love someone who's adventurous. We all love someone who likes to take life by the horns. We all like someone who loves to travel, indulge, and party. But does he have the discipline in aspects of his life to know when it serves him and where it doesn't? when it's too much, when it's too little? Does he have a life of scarcity versus coming from a place of confidence, of abundance? Or does he always need to indulge? And you're probably asking, how does this have to do with me and knowing that I could trust him? Well, when it comes to not having no discipline when it comes to pleasure, that will correlate to women in his DMs, to women trying to holler and reach out to him. What you're thinking, why does someone need discipline if they love the person? If he loves me, he shouldn't need discipline. Why does discipline saying he has to say no to something he wants? Guess what? Men always want it. That's just what it is. It's the people who take that extra step of action of pursuing it. It's one thing to look at a butt. It's the other thing to go grab it conceptually. So what does that look like, for example? Is he always turning up drinking too much when he's out with his friends? When there's a drink or a something else in front of him, does he always fold even though he has to work in the morning or do something else that's important? Is he always jumping and out to every opportunity possible even though he knows this doesn't serve him, he knows he has priorities, and he knows this ultimately is gonna rock him in the end, but he does it anyway. Is he always, always, always diving into experiences, diving into things without the control factor of knowing when enough is enough? And if he can't do those things, what makes you think he's saying enough is enough to others? Stay woke. Um, and so I really want to get deeper on that. But before we get started, please introduce yourself and let us know sort of who you are, what you do. Just some background on you. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, again, thank you for having me in this space. It truly means a lot. You are crushing it in these digital streets. So my name is Eli Vasquez. Uh, I started in digital like back in 2014. Like I was like after college, I got a job at BuzzFeed, and I, I switched over to uh, Better Like, which is a Latinx uh, digital brand under BuzzFeed, and created a bunch of content with them. I'm I'm a filmmaker. I, I'm a writer, director, and I wasn't able to do that, but I wasn't doing anything about it. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't loving myself, and I was dating a lot, way too much. I that's why I say I'm a, I'm a reformed uh, FB boy, bad boy, whatever you want to call it. I launched my own brand in Self Hype, which is all about personal development, all about uh, mental wellness, digital entrepreneurship for the culture. Um, and since then I've been an online coach, I've been able to do TEDx talks, I've been able to do workshops and work with Fortune 500 companies and, uh, all about just normalizing this thing that is our brain and making it as healthy as, as it needs to be. I love that. I love that. And I think what kind of stuck out to me from your video, it was the first video I saw from you and what stuck out to me was one, the self-awareness and also the accountability, which I think yeah. is so refreshing. What was the journey of that? of getting to that point of maturity for you like i was like 
like just dumb in my early 20s, just like running after anything that's shiny, you know, and, you know, and, and you kind of just have to make mistakes, you know, growing up with a single mom, you know, uh, she was a teenage mom with me and we struggled, but we made it happen. And, uh, you know, just all these, like this perfect formula to help me get to where I am, but everyone can do it. It's just, you know, making the decision that you want to do it. We talk about how it's like, it's that one girl that's going to change everything. Sure, maybe, but you have to heal yourself first for yourself in order to properly be that guy, that hubby material or whatever. Like, you could lock down old girl and want to be with her, but are you healed and are you doing it for yourself? Because you will still run around in these streets if you don't do it for yourself. And I love that you said that because I feel like it's something that comes up a lot, right? This idea that like, like you said, it's like, you know, I'm just going to find that perfect girl and she's going to make me want to be, you know, that guy who like they write stories about and write movies about. That self-awareness to know that like, well, you might find a girl that you're crazy about, right? But there's a reason why that whole idea of the one who got away exists because a lot of people find that girl before they do the work, right? Exactly, exactly. And then you end up like completely screwing up a really great thing. You're you're totally right. And I, I made a TikTok about this and it kind of got controversial and it mm-hmm. got, I think, a little misconstrued, but it was the one versus timing. And I think timing correlates to the one where there's, I've had amazing partners and, 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 I realize that it doesn't matter who's in front of me, I'm still going to have the same problems because I'm the one creating the same habits because I haven't worked on myself. The right person is when it correlates to you doing the work on yourself and being ready, and then they're ready and it, it all works out. Mind you, I probably could have had amazing relationships with these people, but I wasn't there yet. And And it comes from like a deeper thing, right? It's like, my dad was a player, you know, he's a smooth ass Puerto Rican guy from Chicago. So I didn't grow up valuing relationships. I had to learn that, you know, and, and, and other people as well. We all come from these deep seated rooted things that have nothing to do with the partner. And that's why it takes that work to heal that first to really like build something or at least be in the process of healing and be self-aware. One thing I get a lot from women is the feedback that like, well, you grew up with a great dad, right? Mm -hmm. Who kind of put you on game early. Like I remember my dad at like 12, 13 saying to me, like, listen, here, like, here's the thing about these boys. (laughs) One of them are really serious before 25. Take your time. Right. And like, Part of being a dad is kind of like almost erring on the side of super generalizing because you just really want to protect your little girl, right? So mm-hmm. obviously, I'm not saying that if you're dating someone before 25 that he doesn't like you. I'm just, you know, right. kind of saying just general game that my dad put me on. But as someone who like, and a lot of women come from this, is just not having that that example, So like, what are ways that they can expose themselves to better examples? Or like, if you know any really positive male figures on social media, just to see like, what does that look like? What does healthy masculinity look like in a healthy and loving relationship? That is the million dollar question. And, and, you know, there's not a lot. Like, and I, 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 I'm a guy, like the algorithm sees that I'm a man and I use hashtag dating all the time. So they send me a lot of dating stuff in the male perspective. And a lot of it, some of it is positive, but a lot of it is negative. So there's so much content out there out of fear uh, for men where women are going to take everything. 
You can't show that you could cry. You can't show that you could show emotion because women just want money. High value man. That's all they care about. But I see in the comments of the videos I post of women settling for less consistently. So where is this narrative of men digesting content where women only want high value men, but women are subjecting themselves to men that they shouldn't even be with to begin with? So that's a great question. And the Man Enough podcast, Jason. That's excellent. Yeah. Baldwin. That's a great one. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. one. Yeah. Um, and but there's not a lot. There's really not a lot. Yes, there's gonna be guys out there that are gonna like want to be with you. Say that are 25, but there's a lot that aren't. And like I was one of those guys. You should not date me. And when I was 25, I I would be fun. I would make you laugh. We would have a great time. All that, but y you wouldn't feel stability with me. Work on your own self to have abundance. Where if you lose that person, you're, you're not like, oh my God, this uh, this is all I have. I'll never have anything like, like this again. Oh my God, this person, I'll, I'll just settle for less because I don't know if it's going to be any better. I'm like, come on, there's billions of people out there. You'll be fine. I was watching an interview with Matthew Hussey, who's like also kind of in the dating right. space, kind of like yeah. an OG yeah. um, in this space. And he was saying like, you know, a common question is, how do I know this guy is not going to hurt me? Like, how do I know this guy is like not going to, you know, break your heart or whatever? And he was mm -hmm. saying, well, you don't know that, but like, you know, you're ready to date when you know that like, okay, I can handle it. Right. Like yes. if this happens, if the worst case scenario happens, I can handle it. Um, yes. I, I think love that. that's kind of like a big part of knowing that you're ready. Right. Yeah. Um, that's huge. I, I, on that note, I think that's massive. It's like it's like gambling. It's like the stock market. You shouldn't bet any money that you're not willing to lose. Yes. It's like you need to come from a place of abundance sure. of finances in order to uh, go to the casino or play on the stock market or do those things. Because if you lose ten grand, you're not like, oh my god, it's over. My life's mm -hmm. over. You know, oh my god, you shouldn't be gambling to begin with. So right. you need to get your bag, work on yourself, work on this, work on that. So understanding that going into this space. The process is being hurt. The process is getting ghosted. The process is them chatting with you on Tinder and it's going great and then they stop talking to you. That's the process. But this is why we appreciate connection when we find it because it is so hard to get. Online dating. Is it hopeless? Is there hope? Best <laughs> practices? Like what can you, what's kind of like a starter pack or starter kit that you can give for ladies on online dating? Yes. Uh, so I, I'm like one of the forefathers of online dating. I was doing online dating back when people thought it was just for weird old people trying to like, you know, throw you in a van. So, mm. and I was like, this is so dope. We could date while I'm in bed or like I'm sitting on the toilet. And that's what I try to tell people. It's just a game. It, it's the first up. You have to get into the mindset of it's just a game. It ain't real until it's in real life. It ain't real till it's real. So it, when people get upset, I have a lot of friends that like, oh, they're, they're on dating apps for like a couple days. And they're like, I hate it. It's not for me. I can't find any matches. I'm like, this is a tool in the toolbox. It ain't a solution. It ain't a cure-all. It's just one of many tools in your dating toolbox. So mm -hmm. don't put all your cards on it. And understand that people are like swiping under the table while they're at work. People are literally sitting on the toilet swiping. Like, it's all just fun and games. It's like, by you being upset, it's like you getting upset because uh, you, 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 you lost at Angry Birds or, or, or Tetris or something on your phone. Like, it ain't real till it's real. And, and it's hard, right? Because you're a human being, and especially people that put their heart on their sleeve, you know? 
But you have to understand that, you know, it, it's, it, again, it's one of many tools in the toolbox. Yeah, I think people should use it. Um, but don't be over consumed by it. Don't make it your, 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 your main source. Like, I think what you need to do though is not be afraid to define who you are. Confidence is sexy. You stating out the jump what you want, you're going to filter out so many people because it's a numbers game, right? Mm -hmm. So I will tell women, I'm looking for a relationship or I'm not looking for a relationship. And you should do the same because you're, you're just saving yourself time. And one big thing everyone says is, I'm open to whatever. We'll see. I don't know. Because they don't want to lose this person mm. because they seem like they're overzealous if they say they want a relationship or they say they're too easy if they say they don't. So if you come with just owning what you want, that's going to be sexy. Everyone's kind of on high alert about like the bad guy, like the guy who's just like going to dog you out. And everyone knows he's going to dog you out. He dogs everyone out, right? Mm -hmm. doesn't even really pretend to like be into you or he does he's not even nice to you like that and yeah. I, I said like that's not the guy you need to be aware of the guy mm. you need to be aware of is like the good respectful guy who's just not that into you mm. because what happens is he's not going to disrespect you he's not going to ghost you he's not going to leave you on red it's going to feel like a genuine friendship but that relationship is not going to progress because you're just not that person for him, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the scenarios where women lose like chunks of time, like years of time. What what do you say to women kind of like in that position? And like, how do they, how can they recognize that before it's like a year, two years? Now they're battling with some cost fallacy as well. Yeah, I, I love that you said that because that's so real. It's like no matter what, you're gonna upset them because it, it's like it's like the healthy breakup. It's like I almost wish you cheated on me so I could have a reason to be angry and move on. And that, like my mom always said this, and I, and it took years to like finally learn this and and put it into practice. But she was like, "They'll hate you today, but they'll respect you forever." Mm. And and that is correlated to what you're saying, where like, wow, that guy was really respectful. While I keep going on dates with these crappy guys, why doesn't that guy want me? Because he has it all together. Th am I not good enough in it? So you go into this spiral mindset. You have to like put pen to paper into what you want. Because guys, if they really see you at the bottom of the barrel, which is such like toxic verbiage, which, uh, you know, but that's how some dudes see it. They're not going to waste the time to like give you that text or give you that message. And then you'll keep you confused. Sometimes, yeah. especially if you're dealing with a guy who's like a stand-up guy, you know, respectful, chemistry's there, all that, you guys get along. There's almost this space that women get into is where it's kind of like, well, maybe if I just wait, well, maybe if I just wait, well, maybe if I just wait, you know, like he said he's not ready for a relationship now, but like maybe he will be in like six months or like a year. And then what ends up happening a lot of the time is when you finally leave, right? Maybe a year in, a year and a half in, two mm -hmm. years in, he meets someone else and then he's like locked it down and like he's like in a relationship in one month, engaged in like less than a year, right? Where yeah. should women draw yeah. the line as far as the patience aspect and the waiting for him? You shouldn't wait at all. You shouldn't wait for an hour. You shouldn't wait for a day. You shouldn't wait for 15 minutes. If he says he don't want you, that means that you could go and you could have anyone else hook up with you and have your body and all that. I don't give a damn. I need to do me. Mm -hmm. Like timing's important, but also realize they made the decision. 
to be A, keep this person in my life, or B, never have this person in my life again, or at least the chance to never have this person in my life again. And they chose B. So it's hard pill to swallow. And I always say, they don't like you enough, or they don't want you. And, and, and I, hate, I, I, I want to not generalize, but also I think those hard pills to swallow is, are better pills to swallow because that's the motivation to move on. You know, uh, the worst thing you could do is wait around while he's doing his thing and he's trying to find somebody else and do all that. You know, like it's rare that a guy will be willing to let you go. And two years later, he's going to hit you up again. I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. Let's do this. Like it's, it's, it's never going to rarely going to happen. And when I say rarely people grab onto that rare rarity. So I, I almost want to say it's never going to happen. Move on yeah. with your life. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And you got you to you gotta be honest with yourself. It's like you're ready and they're not. And so timing again. You know, you want to find someone that is ready. You want someone that is ready to lock it down. You want someone that, you know, is willing to be there uh, for you. And it comes back down to like this scarcity mindset of this is the only, like, this This is it. This is my Prince Charming. This is my husband. This is this is my whole life right here. If I lose him, then I'm going to be alone forever. Your mind is playing tricks with you. you got to remind yourself that, like, I was, like, you've dated before. You've been heartbroken before. And you felt this way before. And you always found someone better. So, mm-hmm. like, you got to get into that practice of I will be fine. I am dope. I'm going to find someone that correlates me, correlates to me. And guess what? When you guys go and get married or get engaged, that's when the, your fantasy will be like, this was always the guy I always wanted. And you forget about all those other dudes. And it's like, oh, my God, this was the one who was meant to be and everything else. So I always get to the root of it. And the root of it is we're human beings and we only have one life to live. And by us being hurt, like hurt and all that, it's like we're wasting so much time. Mm-hmm. And, and and we don't like we we're on this planet to experience, and by holding off on those experiences is, is not a life fully fulfilled, and and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you know, choose yourself. You're the main character in your story. Like look at it and, as you're watching a movie or a Netflix series. What do you want this character to do next? Just sit there for a whole season? That's not exciting. No. And one of my mutuals touched on this, and she said that like sometimes a guy likes you, but he doesn't like you enough. And you just mentioned that in passing, right? Yeah. There are guys who like you like, eh, she's all right. She's cool. You know, she's cool. But not enough to like get there, right? Like what is that that about? It's so simple. It's so simple. The the key thing is sex. Mm. It's sex. So it's, we, it's still ice cream. It's just not a flavor I want to have for a long time. It's still ice cream, though. Like, I don't like mint chocolate chip, but it, ice cream still tastes good. Oh, I get to have chocolate chip ice cream whenever, like, I don't want to eat it all the time, but I get to schedule around my schedule when I get to eat chocolate chip ice cream. Great. Pistachio's okay. I'll have that every maybe couple days a week, and then I'll have my mint chocolate chip, but I'm really a Rocky Road guy. So it's still ice cream. I still want to eat it. It's still great. Oh, I get to eat ice cream every day. Sick. But I really want Rocky Road. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that Rocky Road. That's a flavor, and I know it's rare to get that flavor. So when I do get it, I'm like, oh man, okay, okay. So I have to sacrifice mint chocolate chip and pistachio in order to only have Rocky Road and only that. Okay, that makes sense. I could eat that every day. These other things I could only eat once a week and everything else. But it's still ice cream. 
So it, it, it it's that's really how we see it. it. It's 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 more like sex is like food, and it's still food. So like you're attractive. You're you're you got a lot of things going for you. Uh, you're fun, but you're not the flavor that like I want every day. You just got to find someone that is your flavor of ice cream. That's just really what it is. A guy who has options. He knows he has game. He knows he has swagger. He knows he can eat ice cream every day. He knows he can have a bunch of different flavors. So why not? Why not do that? And if you're going to say yes and open up the ice cream shop to me, sweet, I'm going to eat some ice cream then. So that's where the accountability comes in again. All right. And then checking yourself. Like you got to find someone that is your flavor. And that's really what it is. It's that simple. So this is like fascinating. Because then when a man is in love with a woman, right? Let's say he's like head over heels, madly in love. He's found his rocky road. What happens to vanilla? What happens to mint chocolate chip? What happens to coffee ice cream? Does he does he just not see them when he goes to the supermarket? Like, what is that calculus? Because I feel like a lot of women are kind of like, you know, if I'm going to commit to this guy and like marry him and have his children, I want to know that like he's not going to wake up one day and decide... I'm tired of Rocky Road, right? So it's like, what is that like for a man who's in love and makes that commitment when there are so many other different flavors? Some of them are newer. And that's the fear of relationships, right? Is that you're going to wake up and you're going to look next to you and they're not going to see you the same way they saw you. And, and, And that's the fear. It takes definitely maturity. The one thing that I look for is can we fight? Do we know how to fight? And when you hear fight, when you hear arguing, you think it's throwing things and angry. No, it could be healthy. It could be communicative. It could be, you know, you guys grow at the end and have an action plan together. That is the thing I look for. And that's a lot of things people never seek out, especially a lot of women, because it's confrontation. It's scary. You know, you want to just make everything happy, you know, and and caretake and everything be cool. But these are the hard things you got to understand early. And I say that because if those are the rare qualities that that I at least I look for in a woman that like if we could do the hard stuff and and, and we could really build something I'm not going to give this up and this is where discipline and maturity comes in where you know I okay she's hot great but she's probably a pain today and we probably don't connect and we probably don't like healthily constructively argue like I do with my rocky road yeah that's a sexy new flavor Birthday cake flavor, oh, that looks dope as hell. I, I would love to have a scoop of that or two. But I know enough that I built this with Rocky Road where it's not worth giving up. It's like it's like the, the age-old saying of, like, I'm not going to sacrifice, like, uh, never sacrifice your home for a hotel kind of thing. So, But that's, like, maturity stuff. Like, that's that maturity. So that's why I'm like, don't be afraid to be inconvenient. Don't be afraid to see if you can really connect don't be afraid to find these qualities. And, and and that's what made my first TikTok go viral when I say you're convenient. Mm. Once you be inconvenient, that's when you know if they really like you or not. Mm. So it's the actions and the hard work that it takes. And once you build that hard work, it's, it's, it's very unlikely that someone's going to sacrifice all that. But again, you don't you don't know. And believe it or not, again, I'm on guy TikTok. That is our biggest fear as well. Men are so afraid to even cry, to show emotion, to share that we have a hard day because we're afraid that you're going to leave us. So it's a two-sided thing. And unfortunately, we see examples online and we like to generalize. But that's why I say don't be afraid to be inconvenient. 
Don't be afraid to be confrontational. Don't be afraid to do these things. That, that's the building blocks to know if this person's going to stick with you. And, and if they do that for years, it is rare that someone's going to give that up. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're convenient, if you're always there, if there's no problems, and then a year, two years later, you start speaking up and start sharing what you don't like, then it's like you don't know if this person's really there for you. So mm-hmm. they may go after the other flavor. So um, all that to say, you never know. Life is crazy. But don't be afraid to do the work. And if someone's willing to do the work for you, it's rare that they're going to give that up. And I think those are kind of the subtle things that we're not really trained to recognize as women oh. of like, this is a guy who's showing up for the hard parts consistently there's always this point and i'm talking a lot and i want you to talk more than i'm talking no i'm 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 learning too i'm getting perspective i got a i got some questions for you too i love that that works that works i love it but one part that people don't talk about with like long-term relationships is like when you first meet there's this like honeymoon period or whatever and it's great but then you hit a point where what i call like the power struggle period and that's when it's like almost every day fighting, almost mm. every day, because it's like you now start to see like what you thought was cute. And he's so passionate and he's so spontaneous is now like, why doesn't he show up on time? Like, why doesn't he do this? And no one talks about this, especially mm. on the woman's side of dating. And it's mm. something I talked about recently where I was like, that is a very normal, actually healthy part of the relationship. If you can get on the other side of that, one, you know both of you are in. You're Mm -hmm. locked in. But two, like, you need to be really careful about the tone that you set in that chapter because for me, with every relationship I've ever had, we do not swear at each other. We do not say effing this. Like, we just don't, right? Like. Yeah. find a way to communicate don't don't give me too much right <laughs> like yeah. and i feel 100%. like that if you can find a way to one be respectful right mm-hmm. because if you're going to demand something you need to totally. also meet that standard and two demand respect in an argument and say i get that you're upset but like let's remember kind of where we are and what we're doing and like who we're talking to yeah. is so so important and it's a really underrated part of this whole dating and relationship thing that just doesn't get talked about enough totally totally like you you hit it so perfectly like the honeymoon stage where you just want to make each other happy and it's exciting and it's new and it's fresh you know and then uh you get to the storm and we think this is the moment where oh this person isn't for us no it takes work we always Mm. look at old couples me mom peepaw been together for 40 years and they say you got to go through the highs and you got to go through the lows and we think the lows is people forgot to bring milk home or whatever no we don't know their drama or what those lows look like so but you have to understand like relationships are work so it's like if you get through that storm and able to understand each other because you guys are two different people it could be from dishes to like how you perceive intimacy. Like once you get to that realness, that's when the relationship starts. By them participating shows that they're trying to make it work. By right. them sharing how they feel shows that they love you. And I, one thing I always share with people and it helped me in my relationships a lot is emotional check-ins. Like I, I, I found that a lot of women feel like they can't speak up or don't feel like speaking up per se and they hold it. And then it just blows up one day and it's like, 
it's like, why don't you put the put the spoons where they need to be? I'm like, is this really about spoons or is this something else? But the big thing about the emotional check-in is we are creating a circle. And once you step into the circle, you are saying you love me, you want to make this work, you're a participant in this relationship, and that's what it's all about. I love what you said of like, in my relationships, we don't cuss, we don't do this, we don't do that. Build the culture. What culture do you want in your love life? What What is the business of your heart? How does it function? How does it work? And people don't know. They, they usually, based off the comments and things I see, is a lot of women just go follow the man and they go through the culture with the man. So they are fed up and they start arguing and they get fighting and da 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 No, you set the culture and you share what that culture looks like with your partner. Then you guys correlate and create a culture together. Like yeah. if you don't know that stuff, you're, you're going to have a hard time in the dating game. So like I always tell people, put pen to paper. What do you want it to look like? What are your non-negotiables? No wiggle room BS. I'm like, oh, yeah, he didn't text me back in a month. But, you know, I'm sure he's busy. No, if he don't text back at this time, he's out. All right. Yeah. And, and know that you're going to find another one. and will be fine. So I, I love that you said that. Like, if you get through the storm, you get outside that storm, you know, you guys did the work. And I am not going to give that up. And one person could do it only for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of time before their arms get tired and they can't do it anymore. And then they, it sinks. If mm-hmm. a man is learning to love you and adapting to how to love you particularly and doing things outside of his normal comfort zone, it shows that he really cares. It's just so funny how things like not to, you know, be annoying and toot my own horn, but it's just so funny how (laughs) you're saying things that I've said before, particularly that culture aspect where I've said like when you're dating, like you have to treat these guys as tourists. This is Mm. the culture of the Republic of Fumi, right? Mm-hmm. Don't swear at me. You don't scream at me. And I think part mm-hmm. of that is, you know, I very much acknowledge that I had a head start of having a dad who always mm-hmm. kind of took the time to build me up and say, like, listen, any guy you date has to feel privileged to be with you. That's a thing. Like, there are women that we feel like, wow, me? Wow. That's how you, that's the guy you want to date. Mm-hmm. That's the oh yeah, Ooh, I love it. Ooh, I love that you said that because I'm like, once you get into the space of not n- like needing love but wanting love, mm-hmm. like that is when you're sexy. Like that right there is sexy because mm-hmm. that makes me feel like, okay, I gotta earn this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. win this over. I'm like, oh okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's there's things I need to achieve. I'm like. And that's the thing I think like, and I'm going based off my comments and things that I see and hear a lot of women, like, again, like they're afraid to confront and build and say, Hey, this is what it takes to love me. And you're not doing it in a mean way. I'm like, listen, no, I'm like, Hey, just letting you know, you know, this is what it takes. Right. And I think that's amazing because then it's, it's all action. You're building a filter. Players and guys that aren't serious, they ain't gonna go through all that. They they ain't gonna do all that work, you know. They or they will fail instantly. So that's a good way to show, hey, this is what it takes. Are you willing Mm -hmm. to do it? And and um, it's a really healthy way to go about it because if a woman tells me that and sets those boundaries and those lines, I'm like, ooh, she did some work. She knows who she is. She has a whole life outside of me. That's sexy. I want to be a part of that because the bottom line of it. It's like, is this someone that is could be my wife and the mother of my children one day? And by that carrying that confidence and that energy, that is what I want on my arm, and that is what I want to teach 
my my young. It's 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 and, and same thing vice versa, right? I I tell women like at the end of the day, if he's being disrespectful and an a hole and all these other things, is that the qualities you want him to instill on your kid? Think of the big picture here. You know, it's like we're we're animals at the end of the day. I think you're beautiful and sexy. That's just my brain telling. Oh, I need to procreate with her. You know, it's like we'll have good looking babies and da da da. You know, it's, it's all it is at the end of the day. The like most frequently asked questions from women is, how do I tell him that blank? How do I tell him that? Like, yes. And it's like, well, the you just told me that, right? Like, and and it's that fear of like, yeah. well, if I say that, if if you go on a date, there, you know, and here's another thing for women too is like, no one's batting a hundred or a thousand. I don't know what the baseball reference is, but like, no one's no one's, <laughs> no one's batting like perfect. No one is like going on dates and having a hundred percent of the guys fall madly in love with them. Mm-hmm. No one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Name the most beautiful whatever pinup girl. It's not oh. happening, right? Because there's yeah. just so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So that right there, accepting that and not internalizing it is a big part of it. Yeah. I, I, I love that you said that. I love that we're talking about this because it's so crucial. You're dating. It's supposed to be fun. You're having a good time. You're having drinks. You're, you're, you're playing mini golf, whatever. So like, it's okay. It, it, dating is an interview. I'm sorry. Unless you're not looking for love and you're just having a good time, then whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not afraid to have conversations about who you voted for, religion, you know, like value system, stuff like that, because I'm saving a lot of time through that. But I will say as a guy, I need to know that you're, you, you're respectful. And, but also, you, 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 it, but it's dating, so it should be fun and playful. So like, just, just it, it sounds like an eye roll thing to say, but like, how would you want to be approached by that? Mm-hmm. You know, think of it that way. People want to know literal how. And I, I get comments all the time like, but how? And so I'll post videos of like, me pretending I'm talking to someone and just like, hey, you know, I, I think we could be a super couple, you know what I'm saying? I think we could, you know, I don't know about you, but I think this could be something. And, and where I'm at in my life, I'm ready for that. And I would love to like keep going on those adventures, but like with intention, you know what I mean? So like, how do you feel though? Like, like give them the option to speak and make those choices because you want to hear what they say. Don't just say, this is what I want and you better be into it or not. No, be like, this is where I'm coming from. I think it would be really dope. I think you're awesome. What, how do you feel about that? And that's real, and just hear what they say, or or, or even if, but it, or if it's a, at a point where you're ready to define this thing, you know, same thing. Do you want to take this to the next step? I think this could be something really dope and special. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And it could be light, it could be fun. The the subject is important. So so you're you're putting medicine again. Back to we're talking about so much ice cream here, but we're putting medicine and ice cream. And so you just talk about an important topic, but in a fun, open way, but give them options, give them choices, let them be able to speak, but know that you want a definitive answer because they will give you the runaround. These men want to keep you in the gray area so they can do whatever they want because that's what you can do when you're in the gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, just know that you, what, know what you want before the conversation starts and what your non-negotiables are. And let them be able to answer for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then you could take that answer back and then make 
the hard decision of like, do you want to keep this going or not? But yeah, light and fun and all that, you know, we're, we're chilling. So wh- what are your thoughts on like the talking stage? The talking stage. Ooh, the talking stage. Oh, man, the talking stage is just like the Wild West. When people say like, I love so quickly. I, I keep my heart on my sleep. Awesome. I see that as a superpower. Let's not demonize that. But let's like, like a superpower, let's master that. Every mm. superhero needed to master their superpowers. In the beginning of every superhero movie, they're all like, ah, and they're breaking everything. And da, 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 da. They have to learn to be disciplined and own that superpower. Mm. So when we're in the talking stage, know that, yes, this is fun. This is dope. This is all that. But let's keep that. Let's keep that in our sleeve. until, And then flex that superpower when someone deserves it and checks mm. those boxes. Men will take advantage of the talking stage as long as humanly possible. We will holler at you and maybe you feel like a girlfriend. Maybe you're going over on the weekend. Maybe you maybe you see a brother or sister or something. Maybe you meet his friends. It don't matter. He's still single. So, uh, and if he does not say you're his girlfriend, you ain't his girlfriend. So, and he What about if we're exclusive though? What about, what if we're exclusive? Wait, what's exclusive talking stage? That, well, that's why I said that, because sometimes it's like, but we're exclusive. Well, are you his girlfriend? No. Is he your boyfriend? No. But we're exclusive. And that's funny, because I've been in those situations before where it's like, kind of, sort of. It's like a layaway relationship. Like, I don't know, maybe, sort of. Yeah, I'll pay for I'll, I'll do a payment plan on that. You know, I ain't going to like invest right away. Um, but I think it's like fear, right? I think it's coming mm. from a place of fear. and And it's like eventually the levees will break and we need to figure out what the hell this is. So it's, it's a cute place tag, whatever. We're really just kind of half-assing what this really is, you know, and it's eventually you guys are going to get to a point of like, okay, what are we doing? If a guy is willing to be exclusive, but you're not his girlfriend, that's exactly that. You're, you're, you're like a real, a sort of girlfriend or a girlfriend. He's not fully invested in like, okay, because then now I have to put it on social and I got to tell everyone about you and I have to do a parade. I'm not ready yet, but I know I like you enough. Mm. But are you cool with that is the question. Again, accountability. Are you cool with that? If not, don't be afraid to be into me. Every time I ask a guy, what's your favorite like relationship movie? And it doesn't matter what kind of guy. It's like all different kinds of guys, every race, religion, and creed. They all say one movie in particular, and it's The Breakup. Ooh. Aniston and Vince Vaughn. I've never heard a woman say that's my favorite relationship movie. And I have a theory. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? I did I did see it. And I, okay. and I do love that movie. They don't end up together then. Mm-hmm. That's why I think women don't like it. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. But like, <laughs> I have my theories about why I think guys love that movie. Oh, hit me with it. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Should I go first or should you tell me why you love it? No, no, no. I, I do love it, but I want to hear. I want to hear from you. Uh, you, you okay. Me. Okay. So the reason why I think guys love that movie is because it does a really great job of capturing the guy's frustration. One, not a lot of movies do that. Mm-hmm. And there's one conversation that like is like rent free in my mind. One argument, right? Mm-hmm. They're going back and forth. Come on, you knew I was working today and I made that meal and you could have thought to yourself, you know, you could have said, yeah, I, I'm not, I think I'm going to get Brooke some flowers. You said on our very first date that you don't like flowers, that they're a waste of money. Every girl likes flowers, Gary. You say that you don't like flowers. I'm supposed to take that to mean that you do like flowers? No. And like... 
that was just like this eureka moment because it it's like that's why I I make so much content that's like, let's just kill the cool girl thing because it sets you up for failure, right? Mm-hmm. That frustration of like, you came to the table presenting a very convenient, low-key version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I bought in. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm in and we're invested, now you want to up the ante because you were never coming to this with your whole self. You were trying to be what you thought I wanted. And that feels so unfair. (laughs) Right? It feels so unfair. And so that's my theory is like, men watch it and they just relate. They're like, yeah, like exact, you know, like they're kind of like in that argument, they feel like they're in that room and they can, they can relate to that point of view. Yeah, totally, totally. That's my theory on sort of why I think like, and again, I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. But what's your take on why so many men go to that when they when they're asked what their favorite romance is? Who? Um. Uh. Well, that's not my go-to. My go-to is the wedding singer. Actually, that's my favorite. <laughs> one. Um. You r- literally hit the nail on the head because the one line I remember from that movie is. Uh, I just want you to want to do dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? And that is so to the nerve of exactly what these arguments are like. And it's like, I understand the female point of view. I want you to want to do dishes. But there's this, we we want the person to want to do these things and, and just do it be, just to, because, you know, we just want you to do it or make us happy. But the thing is, it's like, just tell me to do it and that should be enough to show that I love you because if I didn't love you, then I wouldn't do it. But how I, I don't like to do dishes. So why would I go out of my way to do it? So I, it's, it's like I understand it perfectly. And you hit the nail on the head. And I'll say this, that through the majority of my relationships, I date two women. It's the woman I date when I first meet them and within the first six months. And then once that six month moment hits, it's an entirely different human being. And, it, and it's what you said is super low-key, super cool. I love Star Wars. We could watch Star Wars every Sunday. Oh, my God, that'll be so cool. Oh, yeah, UFC's fun. Er, I'll watch UFC with you. You know, let's eat some chicken wings and all that. And then six months hit, and I'm like, oh, I really don't like Star Wars. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, we always watch the movies you want to watch all the time. And I'm like... This, you liked watching Star Wars with me. We've been doing this for the first six months. I'm like, we never watch what I want to watch. I'm like, you never say you, you want to watch something else. I'm like, if you said you wanted to watch something else, we would watch something else. So it that hit the nail on the head of like being the cool girl and being open and chill and all that. And guys are like, oh, this is sick. Oh, okay. It goes back to our conversation of creating the culture and being inconvenient and showing who you are and what it takes to love you. Because then you end up in this point of... I don't need flowers. I'm cool. I'm a cool chick. I don't need flowers. And then your years in the relationship have in this dope apartment that you're trying to get rid of. And it's like, I want you to give me flowers. It's like, if you just said in the beginning, yes. So I think you hit the nail on the head of like understanding the male's frustration. I don't agree with him on everything. I'm not like pro Vince Vaughn through the whole movie. That's why I say it's like, are you upkeeping the relationship? Like a relationship's like a business. Like, you have CEO check-ins. You you have you check the the health of the relationship. Like, what are the goals? What are what are the common things that we agreed upon? That like the next three months we're going to do this, 
And then by we're going to do this trip, we're going to have this shared activity, we're going to do that. Like you have to actively participate. And once you go on autopilot, that's when things start breaking apart. There's a lot of lessons. And I, I think we, we, we got to do like a duo dissection of the breakup or something. Definitely. Like we got to figure something definitely. out. You know? Definitely. Do like a YouTube like review process of it or something. Like we got to make that happen. Definitely. I never would have guessed that that was like anyone's, you know, go to. And I think that it's a good movie, I think, for women to watch just to be mm. exposed to like a different point of view and a different, you know, aspect of it. I mean, one of the conversations that's like all the rage on social media, right, is this conversation around submission. I'm not here to tell you that like men and women have the same needs or that, you know, it's our job to kind of prescribe what the other person's needs ought to be. Men have a very valid and real need to feel respected in a relationship. In the same way that we have a really real and valid need to feel like loved and adored. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the submission conversation is coming from. From a man's perspective, like how essential is that need? How early on does that need, you know, have to be met in a relationship? And is that need a deal breaker? Is that something that you're going to stick around and kind of weather through because the feelings are there? Like what's, how big of a deal? Is, how big of a deal? Uh, hell no, I ain't going to deal with that. I'm like, I don't care how much I like you. I don't, I don't care how much you watch Star Wars with me. If you dis disrespect me, hell no, I ain't going to be with you. So yeah, respect is huge, massive. And, and you know, I, I don't think it's like a far-fetched idea uh, of understanding that, like, like that, yo, this is my partner. This is my man. I understand the culture and world we live in. And, and I am like, he, I am on his arm. Like, how am I moving in the world? How, what is my value system? How uh, do I carry myself? Because I am a representation of him, just like he is a representation of, of me. So like if he's out here in these streets being disrespectful to me, you know, and it, and it can be outside the one on one, that's a reflection of me. Just like guys with a girl out in the club throwing it back on some random dude, that's disrespectful. That makes me look bad. That is like you got to understand we're building a culture and, and, and it requires that respect. So I understand the submission thing. I understand the world that we're living in and like dating and and men and women it's it's such an interesting time right now because we're trying to understand like the nuance or what's the new wave or whatever but yet we're still coming from a very traditional background it's not like it's the year 5000 okay like it's it's you know the 90s were just not that long ago the 80s the 70s all that so um you know i, I respect is massive and and i think if you could flex that early that is one of the key qualities of a man that's going to be really attracted to you or or and you could still hold your own. You could still hold who you are. Again, that's why it's important to know who you are and if it correlates to the man and you guys can build a culture together. Because like, if you like throwing it back in the clubs and you want a guy that's cool with that, okay, maybe that is not disrespectful to certain guys, you know? But you have to find someone that correlates to that. So, um, you know, but also, you know, you got to understand that it's a negotiation. You know, a lot of things are negotiable, you know, like, the age old thing on TikTok, right? Um, I don't want my man liking other girls' photos, but I can post sexy photos and other guys can like mine. But if I say, I don't want you to post sexy photos, oh, I need to be submissive. Oh, you're being controlling. Oh, you're being that. No, I find that disrespectful. 
if you're putting yourself out there because it's like it's not about other people it's about me it's for me send it to me then let me like it i'll send you all the sexy gifts god and then and then you're quiet you can't say nothing right so that's when it comes down to respect and and i think in that particular situation how is the man treating you and and i think it comes down to i think submission is if a man's making you feel like you're submitting it means that he's controlling you where his verbiage and his actions and how he's making you feel is that you don't have a say or a space or whatever you know i will give you the option i will tell you hey i find this disrespectful that you're posting this online and it's up to you to what you're going to do with it but understand that i find this disrespectful and maybe we find a negotiated middle ground you know or what it is you know it's like only sexy up top or so i don't know what it is but um everyone should have that conversation respect is massive one of the most frustrating things about respect on social media is they they've now coined it insecure if you're insecure just say that right like if i say yeah. you know i don't want to be sitting across from a guy who's breaking his neck every single time like you know, someone with a fatty walks by, then it's mm. like, if you're insecure, just say that. Well, no, it's not insecurity. It's about respect. I don't think it's anyone's place to kind of legislate what another person's boundaries are. The question for you is, can I exist in this culture? Is this something yeah. that I can do without? Social media brings in an interesting aspect of it because when it comes to like, you know, when it comes to like posting your relationship, for example, are these things actual absolutes or is there some gray area? I would say there is. You know, I haven't posted a relationship on social media since 2013. That was a personal decision that I made, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, I just don't want that to be part of like my online presence. Totally. Especially as someone who's not yet married, right? Mm -hmm. So, is that the red, is that like the deal breaker red flag that like we've all been kind of like conditioned to think what, and is it different for men, right? Is it different for a guy? Like what, what's your, what's your take on it? Yeah. And ooh, Fumi, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I'm gonna hit up some of my exes and then say that. And I'm like, I don't post my, she, she don't post her relationships on social either. You see? And she's a woman. I try to hide you, girl. What are you talking about? I'm like, I appreciate our privacy, son. Uh, no. So I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And that's me. And, and that has hurt relationships where they're like, are you hiding me or whatever? I'm like, no, I'm not. Facebook is like my family space. That's my mm. digital family space. Like, mm. like I'll post like me and my partner going on a trip or whatever. But I social for me is very focused. It's very on my mission, very with like self-hype and my brand and my coaching and everything else and helping people. So I, I don't want to attach that to yeah, a partner. And, and God forbid we break up. And like, I've been on the internet for a minute. Like, I get it. Like, I've been at BuzzFeed. I've created digital content. I've done all that. Social is a beautiful tool for a lot of ways. But also, yeah, it could play into a lot of insecurities. One thing that comes up for a lot of women is like, he follows women who look nothing like me. Like, I'm like, really slender, athletic build. And like, all the women he follows are these like, thick, you know, very juicy bodies. And like, you know, at what, like, what is that? I, I think it's a problem when they're following a bunch of like, like, only fan models and like, butt forward content creators, you know, I'll say that I think it's it's a red flag. If your guy is like, following actively you know on these accounts that i think that is a little disrespectful it's 
I'm sure that he wouldn't appreciate you following a bunch of hot dude accounts. You know, it's like, what is that all about? You know, so, you know, is he going to do anything? No, but it is a little weird that he has to actively look at other women. I think that's a problem. How strongly correlated is a man's type to who he like eventually falls madly like head over heels in love with? The, the cause of concern would be, are they reaching to want to be with you? Uh, I just finished Love is Blind season three. And, uh, you know, you, you hear these people say, you're not my usual type. Right. And more often than not, it doesn't work out mm. because obviously they're attracted to this very particular person, but they try to make it work with this person. Mm -hmm. But if you guys are already in a relationship and the intimacy is there and, and it's it, you guys are happy, you know, I think it's worth conversating about and dis discovering, but like he's, he's making a choice to be with you. There's a reason why he wants to be with you. If you need to know why ask him, I'm sure he'll break it down. I'm like, God, I was dealing with chicken legs. Now I got juicy scrum diddly umptious, you know, thickness. Like right. I didn't realize you, you'd be surprised what answer he would say. And if anything, mm. it'll make you feel sexier. I'm like, mm. I didn't realize what it was like to be with a woman like you and mm. I ain't never going back. So who knows what he's going to say, but if it's a healthy relationship, he's actively participating in wanting to be with you. Mm -hmm. So, so you have to check your own ego. Is this me creating a false narrative or is this him taking an actual action in, in, in a reality? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, that's, that's where it comes down. Like I'm Latino. So I'm like five, eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, if a woman's only dated tall guys and that made me feel insecure, that's a me thing. I need to check mm -hmm. my ego because she's actively being with me and she's treating me right and I'm happy and I'm creating the problem. So I need to figure out where that's coming. What would you tell women who are really afraid of being love bombed about dating and how they can kind of either see the signs or is there a way to prevent it? Like, what do you think are some of the best practices around that? Yeah. I mean, life at the end of the day is 10% what happens, 90% how you react to it. So if a guy is showering you with love, it's up to you to accept that love. And if you are openly accepting it, then you, again, check yourself. Like I, I'm letting this person in to, to potentially love bomb me. Uh, and, and so you have to be self-aware of that sense of like, you know, life isn't a Disney movie. We don't want to say no to love, but also be aware that if we know what love bombing looks like, you see content about it, you hear people talk about it. So if you think you're in the situation, then pull back a little bit. Don't just jump in, you know, keep, keep your cards to your chest. Again, I know it's your superpower to love. I get it. But let's like see this play out because love bombing is a sprint, not a marathon. They will run out of steam and they will show their true colors eventually. I get really excited when I date women. I go all in like, cause if I find someone that is dope and this is like, Oh now this is my Rocky road. I'm going to make you feel like your Rocky road. I I'm going to do that, but I will run out of steam. Eventually we will be arguing about dishes at some point. You know what I mean? Like I, I you know, I want to win you over. I want you, I want you. So, but I will run out of steam. So, um, and that is when the relationship starts. Mm. So, so that is why I say, you know, like really, check yourself, know that they're going to run out of steam. And again, it goes back to what we originally talked about. Understand that by you going through this process of dating, you're going to get hurt, but you need to get to a point where you know, you'll be okay. Mm. That this is the part of the process and this is one less person. And this gets you closer to the person that you're meant to be with. I always say if so, if God himself came down 
and said, you only have, you have to have 99 dates and the hundredth guy is going to be the Prince Charming. How fast are you going to be going on those dates? That's the mindset you have to like have to have. So don't feel too precious, but be open to it all. And it's not easy. I've been cheated on. I've been broken up with. I've been all that. And I thank those people because I wouldn't be who I am now if it wasn't for all that. Mm -hmm. So if we break up or if you love bomb me or if you take advantage of me or whatever, I'm going to, I'm gaining something from this no matter what. And I will be better. Don't let this person control or define you. You define, you are the one that creates the choice of how this will do. That's a really powerful answer. And I think that's like a great way, a great way to put it is, you know, focus on what you can control. Yeah. Yeah. That's up to you. Like you are the master of the universe. You are the main character, you know, exactly. that's really what it comes down to. Thank you so much for that, Eli. I mean, you had some really great answers and I know like it's going to help like a bunch of people just hearing from, again, a, an example of a healthy sort of masculine guy. And I know you also do coaching. You said a lot of your clients um, are women. So kind of, you know, let us know where we can find you and what your coaching structure and approach is like. Of course, of course. And, and again, this has been so fun. I, 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 I love this. We went over time and everything, but I was like, let's keep... Let's keep it going. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. And you're so <laughs> great to chat with and talk to. And you had such great questions. I appreciate questions. it. So again, thank you for having me in this space. It really means a lot. Um, yes. So uh, I launched uh, my my coaching program in 2019. And it it's all about everything that I've gone through in my life where, again, I was at my lowest low. I wasn't taking care of myself. I didn't love myself. I was dating constantly because I didn't see value in who I was. I didn't have this right and I didn't have this right. And my dating and my love life and everything in between was in shambles, essentially. And I dove into coaching. I dove into personal development. I dove into therapy. I dove into all these things. I invested so much and spent years on this where uh, I was able to, you know, be my own boss, travel around the world, you know, get out of debt, you know, create a six-figure brand, you know, do TEDx talks, do all these other things, but ultimately love myself and get this and this right and then not see other people as something that's going to give me value. I have all the value here. My time is precious. And then I dove in, I dive into my love life of a want, not a need. And my relationships have jumped significantly because of it. Um, so I pretty much wanted to create a boot camp. A person, think of it, a personal development healing boot camp where I throw you everything that worked for me that I, all the trial and error that took me years, I give you all the things that worked in eight weeks. And we do everything from understanding your story and who you are and really getting to the basis of loving yourself again and to mapping out your whole year and how to be the main character of your life to get excited about things. Uh, We do personal wellness. We do ice bath challenges. Every week is a big, scary action. Mm -hmm. And I want you to step out of your comfort zone. And by the end of the eight weeks, you're going to be a part of this community of of people. We have a small group of people. We do coaching just like this on calls. And all of it is to shake the system, show that you can do more, show that you can be the bigger person, show that you can take up space, show that you can have big action and love yourself in the process. Hmm. So I've been doing it since 2019. We have clients from literally all over the world and it's been the most meaningful project I've ever created because it's so human. And uh, the last cohort we had 
it, it, they were just amazing women and they ended up planning a trip to Colombia and Puerto Rico and they just like, probably partying as we speak. <laughs> but um, it's just a really human, amazing accountability space. Mm. If you're ready to make this year that year and to make yourself the main character again and to make yourself be in a place of abundance and love mm. and mapping out your whole life and normalizing, taking big action. Yeah. It's called the self-hype uh, personal development program. Um, me and my, you could find it everywhere. My links in the bio, my social, my social is, at it's Eli Vasquez um, on TikTok, on IG, on all that. So you can follow all that and shoot me a DM. I'm, I'm super chill. I'm super personal. Um, so holler at me and I just love to help people. So that's, that's what it's all about. I love it. And thank you so much for joining us. You were great. Um, conversation was amazing. And again, you dropped so many like truth bombs, nuggets <laughs> that I feel like will really benefit a lot of people. So thank you so much. And I'll put all of his links in the description for you guys to find um, so that you can follow him and, you know, sign up for coaching and, you know, just really get as much of the wisdom as, as, as you can. So thank you so much. And it's, it was a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm.